We knew he was tall. We didn't think he was that tall. Like, you know how some guys, you know how guys say, like, they could be six foot, but they're really, like, five, nine or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, okay, he's probably six, four, maybe six, three. And then at weigh-ins, I'm like, okay, he's six, five. (laughs) And then in the fight, I'm like, okay, yeah, he is six, 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 seven. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. Well, you just heard the voice of Minnesota boxer Vishon Owens, who talked about his epic 2018 battle with Sebastian the Towering Inferno Fundura, an unbeaten six-foot, six-inch tall boxer who fights at 154 pounds. Owens came up short in that fight, but he earned the respect of fans across the country with his valiant effort. Nearly two years after his last official fight, Owens returns to the ring on Sunday, June 27th at the Minneapolis Armory. Owens, who fights out of the Circle of Discipline in Minneapolis, takes on Joseph Francisco of Jacksboro, Tennessee, as part of a nationally televised card. A decorated amateur, Owens had more than 100 fights in the unpaid ranks before turning pro in 2015. He has had his hand raised in 11 of his 13 pro fights, including 10 wins by knockout. In the following interview, Owens talks about the upcoming fight and his decision to move move down in weight to 140 pounds. The Minneapolis boxer also discusses his vegan diet his status as unofficial chef in training camp, the aforementioned fight with Fundura, how he got into boxing, and much more. I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, uh, well, Vishan, thanks for uh, thanks for checking in. Um, appreciate it. So, how's training camp going so far? Are you up there in Barnum? Yeah, it's training camp. Uh, it's not fun, but it's not. Oh, okay. It's not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it at that, huh? Well, you guys have had some really hot days up there. You know, Uh, we've had hot days down here, but I can only imagine up there it's got to be even hotter. Well, no, it's uh, it's a lot cooler. It's a lot cooler up here. Oh, really? Uh, I was yeah. I was actually so uh, last week. I had to go do my medicals and blood work and everything and it was 93 degrees went down to the city it was like a, a hundred and i'm like oh i want to go back up i don't want to be here <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool for the the most part and you know in the mornings when we run it's not hot at all it's probably 50s 60s every once in a while 70s so okay. it's pretty good for running nice What's it like up there? Uh, they treat you well up there in Barnum? Oh, yeah. The people here are lovely. Uh, I mean, it's really just farm life. And we only go to two places. That's um, Walmart and Aldi's. <laughs> That's it. We just, <laughs> we, just, we just work out here and we go grocery shopping or just whatever. Okay. But everybody we run into are very peaceful. They all know who we are. Um, 
very, very, you know, warming people here. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's great. I understand they have a circle of discipline has a pretty nice facility up there and fairly new, isn't it? Fairly new about two, three years old. Uh, we just been doing a lot of remodeling. So, uh, and we're almost done. They're thinking about working some more in the back uh, outside or whatever, but it's, for the most part, it's it's a pretty good facility. I, I love it up here. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to go up there sometime and check it out. Oh yeah, we'd love to have you up here. Yeah, for sure. And we could sh show you the farm life and all the cows and horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about uh, social distancing, you know. Mm -hmm. Up there, you've got uh, not too hard to to, uh, I guess, isolate. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, uh, let's talk a little bit about your fight coming up at the uh, at the Armory, um, June 27th, uh, PBC, another big card, uh, David Morrell headlining. But uh, you have a fight coming up. I, get, I, I was just looking on BoxRec. Uh, your opponent's name is, uh, was it Francisco? Yeah, um, uh, Joseph Francisco. Yeah, Joseph Francisco. There it is. Um, eight and two record. What What do you know about this guy? Have you? Uh, what do you make of your opponent? Um, a lot of people don't really notice. I'm a huge student of the game, and I could pretty much, you know, find anything or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I found out he's from Knoxville. He's actually uh, getting back into the swing of things. You know, he's turned pro in 2020, uh, 2006, I believe. And he took like almost a eight, nine year break and just now getting back into, uh, you know, his career. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I thought this would, of course, be a, a major opportunity for me to uh, showcase my skills you know, um, at, you know, my new weight class, 140. And, I mean, he's pretty fast, real agile, you know, really small guy. I mean, compared to the people I fought, he's really small, so. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about the the towering inferno here later on. Okay. <laughs> Where have you fought most of your career? Looks like it's been a little higher than that previously, huh? Yeah. Naturally, I'm really a welterweight. Mm -hmm. I just, I just took whatever I can get. You know, being in Minnesota, you don't really got that many opportunities. So I just, if I fight somebody 54, 56 catch weight, it's, you know, I'll, I'll do it. But it was just at a point to where, um, I'm like, you know what? I think these guys are a little bit too big. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me get back down to my regular weight now that uh, Al Heyman, these guys love me. You know, they're letting me fight at my normal weight. And uh, what actually got me to 140, uh, a lot of people don't notice. I really, most of my career, I didn't, I couldn't, I wasn't consistent running because I had bad knees uh, and then, you know, uh, did a lot of therapy on my knees. And then uh, I 
actually start gradually running and running and running and then the whole vegan thing. And then, uh, so 2020, when we were all supposed to fight in August, Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe in that camp because I actually came into camp at like 147. And, you know, during the camp, I was just smaller and smaller. And it was just to a point to where I'm like, you know, if I'm fighting at 147, am I actually, uh, you know, challenging myself? You know, because I can be dramatically out of shape not be in the gym for like months and i'll be like 52 53 so it's like am i small 47 too so when everything pretty much was shut down i didn't let like you know the gyms and stores uh pretty much life being closed you know just being stuck in the house i was like i'm not gonna let this defeat me and i just made my own gym and I wind up hitting the smallest I hit in 2020 was like 137. So I was like, wow. this is my new weight, you know? Um, and I feel amazing. I, I don't feel weak, don't feel exhausted. I feel really strong. And uh, just now we're just prepping, you know, getting our tools sharpened, you know, and, and ready to unleash havoc. <laughs> you know, it's been so long and being in this camp forever you know it's like i'm ready to win yeah i'm just ready to get in there it's been a couple years almost exactly two years actually since your last fight Mm -hmm. um but it sounds like you're you're not concerned about ring rust or anything like that sounds like you're just uh in in great shape and in in a great state of mind for this Mm -hmm. um but has that been a concern at all just um being uh being off that long yeah, that's one thing that I was worried about was ring rust. And I'm like, how would I look? You know, would I look sloppy? You know, would you, you know, everybody's been through it. But being in multiple camps, you know, back to back to back, because, you know, because of the COVID, keep pushing fights, you know, in uh, stalling our careers, that would, of course, kept me sharpened, you know, and so I'm not worried at all about, you know, now, I mean, being here now with these guys, being with Jamal, being with David, um, they will really get you right. (laughs) You know, being in there with David, you can't be in there sloppy or keep your hands down because he's going to, he's going to let you know. I believe your record's 11 and two, um, 10 knockouts, um one of those two losses was to Sebastian Fundura at the Armory. What six foot six, something like that. I mean oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean all arms and legs and um I imagine that must just have been um a, a nightmare to uh, try to <laughs> try to fight someone like that. But what was it like and how did you train for that? I know you you gave him a tough fight. I remember that. You gave him a really tough fight. Um, but what was that like, um, just being in the ring with someone like that? You know, um, I lived for the challenges, and it was exciting. 
it's not one of those uh, things that you regret or uh, I didn't feel bad about the outcome, you know, and every time that I watch it, you know, every time I rewatch the, the fight, I see something new and I just get pumped. I get excited. I was like, man, I can't believe I, I had that type of uh, performance. And, you know, most guys that have a, a loss, you know, a stoppage like that or whatever in his hometown first first televised fight, you would think I'd get major credit critics and just negative feedback. But, you know, one thing that I love about Minnesota, we have the best fans in the world. And I just, you know, even though that that was like two, three years ago, people still like, oh, man, you still to this day, you gave them the best fight. <laughs> Nobody gives them, you know, like, yeah. And, and you know, the crazy thing about it is, me and him actually still talks. You know, he's very supportive. I'm very supportive of him, nice. and as well, and as well as uh, Cordell Booker. You know, uh, me and him fought plenty of times in the amateurs. The mm-hmm. first time we fought, we've been like like this, so we're we're super close. You know, um, a lot of people don't realize how how close and such of a bond that you know boxers have together. So it's. It's really dope having those two, you know, as rivals, but also brothers at the same time. So it's right. it's a humbling experience. That's awesome. And Booker, that was your yeah. other your other loss, right? Split decision. Was split that right? Decision. Yeah, in his uh split decision in his yeah. hometown. I believe it was the <laughs> Yeah, you you know about that. Oh uh, little home fucking. Yeah. <laughs> It was the uh, Garcia Porter undercard. Okay. In in Brooklyn, so yeah, it was that was amazing. Um, I couldn't really say anything about it. Um, I, I did my best. Um, of course, I I thought I won. You know, I I thought I completely dominated the fight, but mm. I mean, he's a He's a, a hometown favorite. Everybody loves Booker. You know, I you know I love Booker. You know, he's cool. So, <laughs> I mean, but um, I mean, if if it was a really you know if it was probably here, it would have you know been a different story. But I don't I I can't really say anything about it. I, I did amazing. You know, my coaches always say you know I, they always tell me St. Carl like I don't care. You you won the fight. So you know he he never says anything bad about him. Mm, nice and maybe you can get a rematch with one of those guys here at the armory sometime that'd be nice oh yeah sure if they come to 140 <laughs> ah there you go yeah right yeah. <laughs> don't hold your breath right right yeah a six six guy at 140 <laughs> probably not but you never know no, i mean i was no, surprised yeah. to see him where we saw him right so i mean um, absolutely he, he like brian was saying he's like man he's as tall or taller than like deontay wilder <laughs> you know it's like what's going on <laughs> punching up you gotta get a stool <laughs> it's like it's like fighting an nba player yeah no kidding well you were moving your head i was just watching a little bit of the end of that fight um and even at the end man you were really good you know you could see what was coming and you were moving your head around and you know it just looked like you gave it such a good fight like 
you were got the head moving, but you didn't have the arm going with it. <laughs> and then oh, it's like yeah. once, once you were just moving was... your head and you didn't throw yeah. one back, I think then they said, all right, well, he's he's not getting hit, but he's also not throwing back. And it seemed like that's when they stopped. But man, yeah. you were you you were moving the head. My arms was like, no, we're we're done, buddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> punching punching at high, like I was I was trained to punch high, but we knew he was tall. We didn't think he was that tall. Like, you know how tall. some guys, you know how guys say, like, they could be six foot, but they're really, like, five, nine or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's probably six, four, maybe six, three. It didn't add weigh-ins. I'm like, okay, he's six, five. It did <laughs> in the fight. I'm like, okay, yeah, he is six, 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 seven. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. It reminds me of when uh, Muhammad Ali was asked, there was, a, there was speculation way back when uh, that what would happen if Wilt Chamberlain fought Muhammad Ali. Uh, yeah. Heard that yeah. story? And they yeah. asked Muhammad Ali what would happen, and he said, Timber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so, um, you know, I, I actually had the privilege of seeing you do a little sparring at the Circle of Discipline a few years back. I can't remember what fight it was uh, you were training for, but I remember you were in there with Jamal and you guys were really going at it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it looked like <laughs> neither one of you is holding anything back. Uh, what What is it <laughs> like um, sparring with your with your uh, with Jamal and the, the other guys there at the COD? Oh. Uh steel sharpens steel you know um we don't have a a favorite or a all-star you know like the superstar in the gym mm -hmm. you know we're we're like an all-star team everybody is great at a specific thing if you're if you're like if your day is off that day then i'm going to capitalize on it so is going to capitalize on it or uh, David's going to capitalize on it, Isaiah, Tay, uh, you know, we're all, like, everybody gets, has a bad day. Everybody has a bad day, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I love about this gym. There's nobody that's bigger than the other. Um, and we all are, like, a, a tight unit, you know, and we, we make each other great. You know, nobody feels... Nobody in the gym feels, uh, oh, I can't beat this guy. You know, I, I can't do anything. You know, you know, we have that mentality is, okay, um, all of these, you know, butt whoopings in the, in the ring, it's going to pay off, and I'm, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to be as sharp as them. And it comes like that, you know, uh, being – being uh, one of Jamal's, you know, major uh, sparring partners, I've learned so much from Jamal. You know, it's it's crazy how how much knowledge you learn from from guys that have you know vast experience. Mm -hmm. And he's you know traveled all around the country and he fought some some top tier, you know, opponents. And uh, what he learned, he shares it back to us. You know, and it's it's just an amazing experience being with Jamal. Like I'm, I'm like one of his biggest supporters. You know, and and we're like that with each other. We always got each other's back, and we always rooting for each other. 
you know, he was there when I fought in Brooklyn, you know, and, oh, wow. you know, if, yeah, when he fought, uh, I think the guy's name is Romas in LA. He fought a guy in LA in his hometown. Uh, you know, we went out there to support him. You know, that's, that's how we are. We just, we're not teammates. We're like a big family, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a very humbling experience being with, um, the circle and most importantly being, you know, under Al, you know, Al is an amazing promoter and he takes care of us. So it's, it's just great for us. Most importantly, it's great for Minnesota because I mean, look, look what we got, you know, yeah. we were back, you know, we're back televised, you know, in the heart of, you know, Minneapolis, you know, what else can you ask for? So it's, yeah, it's amazing being with, Jamal, you know, David, you know, the, the Frazier family, you know, we're all just, I'm happy. You know, we're all happy. We're all, you know, a, a big team. Talking about the circle being like a family, um, all the stuff that they do, you know, that's not boxing related. Um, that is just something really, really special that, you know, it's, I've been waiting, you know, for obviously for the gym stuff to come out because I saw the sign come down and it's kind of like, Oh, what's going to happen. I, I was talking to Jamal when we had interviewed him previously um, a while back. And I was like, man, I've never been to the circle. I want to go down there. And he's like, come, you know, he's like, you know, because of the time of COVID, I would have had to make an appointment to get in there. Um, Cause they, you guys got so many kids that are always in there. Yeah, um, yeah. But I never made it. And then I saw the sign come down and I was like, Oh man, I never got to go down there. Um, so that was a bummer, but, um, regardless of all that, it's really cool to see that even though you guys are transitioning right now, um, mm -hmm. that the stuff that you could do with the community is still going on. Like I see the pursuit of discipline stuff is going on where like you guys are helping the youth and you guys do so much stuff. I mean, eh, or how are you involved in that aspect of it? And I know you do training too, or at least you used to do personal training, um, is that still part of your life, you know, or have you transitioned back into like full fight mode? <laughs> <laughs> well, during the pandemic in the 2020s, we was invested heavily in the the homeless, like because you know around that time the the homeless was just huge and it was everywhere over South, and so um, you know we, we when we have the fundraisers. Uh, you know, we'll be out there in the morning until like, you know, four or five, you know, giving out food and clothing, you know, and for my birthday, uh, well, I, I do this a lot, but for my birthday, I went to Costco and I bought supplies, made a care package with my wife and we went all over, um, uh, south minneapolis to all the major parks and we were just giving out i giving out so much supplies and every every morning when i run when i'll be seeing all the tents i'll just count all the tents that i see see it count all the tents go home pack up some food pack out some socks because you know i still have you know stuff major i, I buy a lot of stuff you know for for these people because i mean like uh with this covid so many people lost their jobs and they lost their homes. So, you know, we, we invest heavily in the community and, and what's up, man. And, and that's, you know, I feel like that's, that's the best thing, you know, we could do, you know, we're privileged. We have the, you know, we're, we're 
I just say we're blessed. So like, why not help these other people that's less, uh, less fortunate? So, and of course, after the fight, I know they're gonna they're gonna have more uh, fundraisers that's going on. It seems like you know it's getting a lot better, but you guys know what's going in uptown, yeah. and they don't really. I don't think it'll be the best time to go out there, and of, and of course, you know we got these fights coming up, and it just it's it's unfortunate. It, it's very unfortunate, but you know the. The circle, we're always out to help. No matter what, we're always out to help and um, give back because that's what we're about. You know, it's it's always about the kids. It's it's always about the kids because you know if you guys didn't know, I was a teacher for a while. You know, so um, it's, it's what, just, what subject? It's, uh, um, well, I was actually an administrator and I worked uh, okay. behavior. I worked behavior, and I pretty much was. The bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna so, say you fit fit into the enforcer role, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. your homework. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that was amazing. You know, with with the kids, you know, it was just a it was just a, a great opportunity being you know being with the kids and in in uh it was more of not teaching them, but they actually helped teach me and understand you know, everybody's lives and struggles and stuff. And it was, it's really touching and deep. And I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, these kids are just, just so, so lovable and you just attach to them. I have a, at least like 2000 kids that thinks I'm their dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now they're all, you know, adults and in college and stuff. And it's, and it's such a- You got some of them experience. coming out to support you that the fights? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them. We're uh trying to get some, I'm trying to get some tickets out to them before I reach the the next bubble. So we're in camp bubble, and then we gotta go to a hotel bubble after this. So we're trying to, uh, I'm trying to get those tickets out to my students as well. You talked about the bubbles. Uh, obviously, COVID restrictions have been loosening a little bit. Has that affected the bubbles or is that still like super strict i mean because obviously covid hasn't gone away we just saw what happened with tiafimo lopez testing positive for uh, covid and now his fight is getting pushed i believe to august uh, which was supposed to be the come this coming weekend on triller um do you know anything about that or is this going to be your first bubble <laughs> you know in the hotel it is um this is like my third bubble in camp but it's going to be my first bubble actually being in a hotel and being you know for a fight but from well of course you know this one they're being more lenient but it's only like a 70 percent capacity mm-hmm. um which i mean if you've been in the armory i think it's still going to be packed <laughs> yeah. yeah it's going to be awesome so, <laughs> that place is a great I, place yeah, to watch fights i love it i love the armory but um, it's still strict. They haven't like um. So the week of the fights, we're gonna be in the hotel. I don't know if they're gonna be giving us multiple testings like they did, you know, when we were up here. But it does seem a little bit, you know, 
they isn't as strict as the the last few bubbles. What about with your uh, your vegan diet? Well, both in Barnum and at the hotel. I mean, uh, obviously you'll find out when you go to the hotel bubble how that works. Um, I'm guessing you probably have told them, you know, or they've been notified of your your dietary preferences. Um, but up there, you're in farm country, so you think that that would actually be pretty awesome for you getting some of that uh vegetarian diet fresh <laughs> from the farm <laughs> um, or maybe actually, not you said you're going to aldi's <laughs> yeah yeah they're pretty they're pretty cool with uh, with the vegan supply so i mean i've been doing good these guys are are, are kind of jealous because you know they gotta uh skip they gotta skip a meal and i just eat i eat as much as i want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty cool, um, and I'm I'm always cooking, so I don't have no problems with the vegan. But you know, now that you brought it up, I gotta see what what the hotel is gonna be like. What's your favorite thing to cook out there? Uh, stir fry, stir fry, pasta. I love making spaghetti. They love my spaghetti. The spaghetti doesn't last here. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, I'm I'm sort of the chef, you know. Every once in a while, they be like, "Hey, bro, is you want to cook or what?" <laughs> like, <"Come> on, <laughs> That's nice. funny. Yeah, you know, it'll be really amazing if I could transition the whole team to vegan. But they, I, I get no complaints with my food. I think you're gonna have to do maybe a cookbook or something. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say start a restaurant or open a restaurant. That'd be cool. You'll be That'd like be the, cool. the Minnesota version of Chris Algieri, right? You know, he uh, <laughs> became like Daniel Jacobs' personal cook or whatever during his camp when I think when he was fighting Triple G oh, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I think he he's, cook, huh? he's been referenced quite a bit. I think he even uh, went out and did some work with uh, Victor Conte and the snack team and all that. And I think I even heard Victor Conte say like, yeah, that guy really knows his stuff, you know? So if you've been you know, doing a strict vegan diet, I'm sure you know more about food than most of us folks. <laughs> just buy it off the shelf. Yeah, whatever. It tastes good. <laughs> it's not good for us, but it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I just, you know, one thing that a lot of them can't stand when I pick up something, I look at the uh, nutrition label. That's all I look at. I look at like what's in it. They're like, ah, oh, not this. Because I, I read the whole thing. <laughs> so they have to say, hey, can we get this? <laughs> not worried about the price of it, right? What's in it? No, nope, it's got something bad in there. <laughs> nice. So well, if they're asking you to cook, you know it must taste good. So that's the most important part, right? And it's healthy. So absolutely. Absolutely. I'm the guy. So what, uh, just to back up a little bit, uh, for those who aren't familiar with your background, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you got into boxing. Um, did you have other family members who were into the sport or how did you, um, how did you get into it? Oh, hey, I was hoping y'all was going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, uh, not a good kid you know um I mean I was pretty quiet but I got into a lot of mischiefs and fights and stuff and my uh my stepfather he was like oh man 
all this fighting. You might as well make some money out of doing it. And, you know, I was very athletic. I was always working out myself. And he was like, you know, you have the body for it, you know, uh, keeps you out of trouble. Uh, step foot in the gym. And I'm just like, hey, I like this. But it, it, it took me a while. Uh, it took me a while to get my head head together. Um, but, you know, he built me a gym in the garage. I was always in the gym every single day. Uh, and then finally, it was, I was like my senior year. No, I was a junior, I believe. I'm just like, you know, uh, I really think that I can do something with this, this boxing. And I started taking it like real serious and start getting into the gym. I kind of left the just the, the streets, the, the stupidity. I tried to leave it all alone. And I talked to uh, one of the administrators. And I was like, what do I got to do to graduate? Because I, I, I really want to take my life serious. Like boxing, like really like got me to like graduate high school. And, and I went straight to college at 17 in Broward community, oh, which is in Florida. Mm -hmm and continue boxing there and then I came back up here and it just went straight from there and I, I never looked back so it's it's one of those things where it it straightened me up I'm not going to say right away you know I was still a knucklehead uh, but it it really changed my life and, and I'm here now you know uh, and I just uh, I thank God. I thank my, my stepdad for like showing me a new path because I'm like, oh man, like when he first, you know, brought it up about the boxing thing, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person that'll try anything once, you know, and I just, I loved it, you know, and I, and what I was 13, I believe. And now I'm 29 and, and you know, it, it got me so far. So I'm mm. pretty thankful that, you know, that I was introduced to the, the sport and, you know, I'm, I'm here now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So did you have a long amateur career or did you, um, how many, how many amateur fights did you have before you turned pro? Over a hundred, a uh, hundred and seven or a hundred and twelve. So, mm -hmm. yeah, about that many. Um, mm -hmm. I had a, I had a, a lot of stoppages and knockouts as an amateur. Mm -hmm. So, um, pretty much like half my wins were like knockouts. Um, wow. and that like really. I wasn't amateur that long, but I was very busy. I was very busy, you know, uh, very busy in the amateurs. And uh, what made me turn pro? Well, actually, I, I, I turned pro I kind of feel a little late. I, I turned pro like 24, 25, but I was, you know, chasing the, the Olympics. And, you know, I was, you know, number two in the country. And um, it, it was just a lot of uh, 
politics going on. I wasn't getting my fair shake on the USA team, you know, um, and I, I was supposed to be in the qualifiers. And, you know, if people know they supposed to pay for it or whatever. And then there was, you know, have you guys heard of the WSB? The, World the Series of Boxing? Yeah, yeah I remember was Rob multiple. was in there. Yep. I was supposed to participate in a couple, but for some strange reason, I just wasn't selected. And I was supposed to be in the Pan Am Games and multiple international tournaments. And then, you know, Aiba, for some strange reason around that, that time, Aiba just kept changing these rules like over and over. Because that was around that time, that's when, you know, they took 10 years off. But then, like, almost every tournament, it was like a different rule or something. I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I just, I did this one little small international tournament. I luckily won the international tournament and I just told my coaches, turn me pro. I don't want to do this no more. Mm. You know, um, they can have the Olympics, just turn me pro. And I turned pro at the end of the end of 2015. It was like the end of the year. I think it was like December or whatever. And then I just took off from there. Well, you have uh, what, 10 knockouts in your 11 wins? Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you like you have yeah, pretty I, good I pop. You like to you like to knock guys out. <laughs> yeah, if you guys notice, I don't really like judges too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to. I honestly want judges to be like the crowd. Just sit back and just watch the performance, watch the magic happen. You know, that's how I want everybody to be like. Just just watch the performance. You know, and and. Who don't like who don't who don't like knockouts? Mm. You know, so I, I don't I don't force it. I, it's not like an intent, but I mean that's one thing that a lot of boxers want. And if it happens, I'm gonna capitalize on it. Mm -hmm. So it looks like uh, now you said this is gonna be a new weight class for you because you're going down to 140. Um, it looks like the fight is gonna be six rounds. Um, if I'm reading that correctly on Boxerac. And your previous fights um, were eight rounds, um, but you got your last knockout win, which was your last fight in the sixth round. So uh -huh. that's good. It shows that you were still yeah. strong going into the sixth round. So assuming, uh, you know, you said you feel good and the weight drain isn't, you know, an issue for you, if you actually feel more natural um, and feel strong, that's good. Well, yeah, is the plan actually, to build up then to eight, eight rounds then? Well, actually, um, they're changing it to eight rounds. Oh, it is. Uh, eight eight yeah, it, it, it hasn't updated yet, but it, mm. it's supposed to be eight rounds because me and the opponent has done it. I don't know why they did six, but mm. it's supposed to be eight rounds. So probably when mm. when it's fight night or the the weigh-ins, they're, they're going to change it. Okay. Yeah, it's not a big deal, but I was just curious because uh, – um, I know that a lot of first time pros is like, they'll build up. You'll see guys fighting like mm -hmm. four round fights and then six rounds, then eight rounds and getting more experience. And I was like, okay, is that a weight thing where like, if you change weight classes, then you, you know, start with a shorter fight, you know, get more experience oh. or. Oh, well, no, um, I've, I've had about eight fights. I mean, not eight, uh, four fights 
in the eight rounders. Um, we're just keeping it there for maybe one or two more fights, and then we're gonna go go to the ten rounders. Because uh, twenty twenty, that was actually supposed to be my first ten rounder, but um, you know, we're just doing the eight rounder because I got, I mean, it's been two years. So, you know, we don't want to jump into anything that we're uh, not not ready for. We just, you know, getting our feet feet wet, but with a little test to it. You know, I was like, you know, um, you know, and I feel like, you know, this guy is a good test for me. You know, he's eight and two, you know, they're really slick, really fast. And, you know, you know, we have a game plan for that. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm more pumped than anything because it's, it's been so long. Yeah, that atmosphere in the armory is going to be great. You know, we can't wait. We've been we've been talking about it for forever. What seems like forever. We're just like, man, I wish there were fights at the armory. And we uh, we've interviewed multiple fighters and talked about it. You know, from Truex to Jamal, we've talked to Rob Lear and 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 so many others. I think just everyone agrees. Like, we can't get you know wait to get back there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, I cannot wait to see you guys there. Hey, uh, Big Sean, you've been very generous with your time here. Um, so we, we don't want to keep you too long, but um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to say uh, to your fans or just any uh, message out there um, before we let you go? Or It's been two years and the work is coming. Uh, you guys have been, you know, patiently waiting. I've been getting, you know, so much support and, and love from everyone. Uh, and I will not let anyone down. I mean, of course, that's not the objective. Um, the magic's going to happen. You know, I hope to see everybody there. Stay tuned. And I new weight class. I'm just, I'm excited. I can't wait to see, you know, I'm in a little small eight round. I mean, those eight. Eight ounce gloves. <laughs> so um, it's going to be on Fox. Uh, I think the the preliminaries may actually be on Fox as well. If not, they're going to be on Fox Sports. Okay. Um, and those start around six, I believe. No, the the televised bouts may be at five thirty or six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So um, stay tuned. You you guys are going to enjoy it. So will your, will your fight be televised on one or the other? Are you expecting it to be uh, on the televised portion? Uh, we're expecting it. So we, we're, we're not going to know until the press conference. So uh, before we go, Vishanke, real quick, can you tell people where to follow you on social media and stuff like that? Um, I want to make sure that uh, I know I was – just searching for you. And I saw a couple different things that I hadn't been like, I don't think I was following you on Instagram. So I followed you there and um, I saw something else like uh, a fan base or something. I just want to make sure whatever you got going on that you want people to, to check out what you're doing, what you're sharing uh, that we can direct people to follow you. So, so fan base is a, a new, it's a new uh, social media app. It has like multiple features. You know, it's it's brand new. It's like uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, 
what is the audio? It has the audio feature. I can't believe, I mean, I can't remember what that audio app is called, Clubhouse. And it has, it has all three of those in one. So I'm, uh, it's just, you know, if you want to look me up on there, it's just, it's just Vishon Owens, uh, Instagram, uh, vegan bound put together exactly what it sounds like vegan bound <laughs> and, uh, Vishon Owens on, uh, Facebook. Yeah. So those are my, my major, uh, social media accounts. And, you know, I've always, I've always, uh, have my my boxing and promote myself a lot on there. So if you if you guys want to be up to date on the the uh, latest you know boxing matches or whatever, check those three. Yeah, well, awesome. I enjoy being friends with you on Facebook. I enjoy your posts there, and uh, you know not only the boxing stuff, but you know you're committed to social justice and things like that, mm-hmm. which I I appreciate. Um, so good on you and. Uh, um, just looking forward to the fight. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Michonne. It's been a pleasure talking to you and meeting you, and I cannot wait to see the fight. It's going to be great. And don't worry about letting anybody down. You won't let us down. Uh, you just do your fight, man. Win, lose, or draw. We're already proud of you. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it's gonna be it. Great. You guys have a, a good rest of the day. You too. You too. Thanks, Sam.